Saturdays at 2 p.m. Don't miss it. I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, cause most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me, I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most, this is hard knives, fighting to get dog tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth, my mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job, I'm in the field still, switching my approach, I got drop top dreams, hitting non-stop threes for the team, watch me kill it in the don't have to ask me what I do this for If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coast It's the culture that made me Queens turned me to a man, I know nothing can face me I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest Atlanta to the top spot, running this music We about to build this back from the ground No more excuses, we got the best in the world Like the homie Ben Lewis Telling Brendan if a trap gone Break out the nooses, they been sleeping on us like narcotics Folkling like an antiseptic, now boasting just that invested. So me when I hit these records, too much effort, now nah, this can't be counterfeited. Hey, y'all be scared to stand out, y'all be trying to fit in. I'm 230 dry, still jumping up the stage, man. Everything I do is wet, watch me hit the rain dance. You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan. At the switch, the kill switch. EP on the way, man, there's more for me. I ain't giving them dabbing, focusing on finish, I'm trying to explode the scene. This shit is a vibe of dopamine, I'm just moving that product. This like paid in full, but none of of us as actors, we some pushers with some malice, empty clips on all you rappers. So caught up in egos, that's that shit I can't adapt to. Thinking too divisive, y'all won't never be a factor. To elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind. I know the cost of this ain't free, I'm just here to pay the fines.
just want a little cake. Oh, baby, can I get a bagel with that shake? I got some cream, got some cheese, can I get a taste? You're sweeter than a cherry, let me bust you like a grape. I'll be texting you sex and you bless you, baby. A part of my life, I'll spend the rest with you, baby. There's a party at my house. I'ma put it in your mouth. Look, my no kisses through the phone. Just come to the crib, I'm a little more grown. Can the light in a couple shots of Patron? Get your spot in the zone as I rock in your mouth, yeah. Baby, you should take your time. You worth the wait, wait, wait. Once we blow these candles out, I want some cake, cake, cake. Oh. Baby, you can take your time, you worth the wait, wait, wait. Once we blow the candles out, I want some cake, cake, cake. You my little pumpkin latte, with a side of chocolate. Me and more, use a smooth operator. Maybe later we could bump a little shot day. Pour a glass of rose. Ooh. We be saucing like Chipotle. Ooh. And you already know, babe. We be acting so crazy, do it nice and slowly. Ay. Look, my no kisses through the phone. Just come to the crib, I'm a little more grown. Candlelight, then a couple shots of Patron. Get your spot in the zone as I rock in your mouth, yeah. yeah. Baby, you should take your time. You worth the wait, wait, wait. Once we blow these candles out, I want some cake, cake, cake. Baby, you can take your time, you worth the wait, wait, wait. Once we blow the candles out, I want some cake, cake, cake. Uh, 
I'm feeling great today. Uh, told him get out of my face. Uh, gotta put cash in the safe. Uh, trying to pull up in a wraith. Uh, they just trying to get the little cake. Uh, they don't want to make that home plate. Uh, if you do me dirty, can't stay. Uh, don't try to make it up too late. Uh, all I really had to do was wait. Uh, but they didn't wait. Nah, tell them hold me down, but they play. Uh, all this how they want to play. Yo, you already know what it is, man. It's Thursday. It's just after five. And that means it's time for Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And uh, I wish uh, this. The best in the world squared. I I, I don't know if uh, I I don't think I like that title for you. Mm, Well, but anywho, um, you know what it is, man. It's time for Ben Talks. Uh, (laughs) We got a bunch of stuff we want to get into. We got Heiko coming through as our guest later on on the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, I had a good week. Did you have a good week, Addy? You know, yeah, actually, wasn't too bad. Yeah, wasn't mm. too bad. Nah. Well, it was. You're here and you're alive. Amen. And that's, and that's important. Okay. All right. Um, I want to give myself a little pat on the back. Oh boy. Here I want to give myself some 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 accolade. Well, you need or, help with patting yourself on the back. Well, listen. All right. So Game of Thrones ended. Mm-hmm. This weekend, it ended on Sunday. Yes, and, and well, last weekend I should unfortunate. say. Unfortunate. Well, I I feel like I deserve some sort of pat on the back because I went through the whole entire. How long was it on? Like five years. I went through that whole entire time. Six seasons. People talking about it. The memes on social media. Everything. The show absolutely going crazy. The hype surrounding this season, and I did not succumb to pair to peer pressure at all and i did not watch it not even one scene not one act or whatever i didn't watch an episode i didn't care to watch it and i deserve a pat on the back for that because in this social media age 
people succumb to peer pressure all the time and i was able to withstand it so shout out to me for you know standing strong in my beliefs okay congratulations thank you ben carson thank you oh wow you can get an oreo cookie ben carson (laughs) (laughs) next um <laughs> first of all, I have to comment because you know I have to comment. Niggas always want to pat on the back for everything. I oh, mean, I didn't kill my girlfriend today. Can I get a cookie? Oh, you know, I actually paid my bills and I don't live off of nobody. Can I get a cookie? Oh, you know, I was able to, you know, make it down the block. May I have a cookie? Oh, I didn't cheat on you when I was at the party. May I have a cookie? No nigga, no. No. Well, I, I get a cookie for not watching Game of Thrones. No, you don't. Okay? None, for none of the above. Everybody you, was watching it except Negroes. for me. No. I did not watch it. Some people just never got around to it. Some people no. don't have the capacity to process that many white people at once. Well, I, I <laughs> look, you may not have gotten around to it, but once everybody was talking about it and the hype surrounding it, you might be like, oh, let me watch it so I won't be out well, the loop. Yeah, I didn't care know, to be out ge- the loop. Well, you should generally like good things, so, yeah. I mean, it's, that's debatable. From mm-hmm. what I've heard over this this last episode, I mean, the, the, the viewers weren't very happy. Well, the viewers are nerds, so. Hey, well, the, there you go. The viewers are nerds with no life. No one will ever be happy with anything. There were a lot of nerds that were not happy with the way Harry Potter ended. Niggas would just never be happy, so we can't. We cannot build. I thought Harry Potter ended fine. I did too. But he was sending a, his kids off. To, he sent his kids off to Hogwarts. Uh-huh, I, I think a, that was. There's a gang of nerds who disagree. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, anyway, man. um, next, um, just I'm gonna actually skip that one. I'm gonna shout out uh, Jasmine. Uh, one half of the So Boom podcast. Yeah, her birthday. Happy birthday, Jasmine. Hey. Where's she spending her birthday at? She is in Bali. I have, ba- to, I have to say Bali in a getaway. It's oh, probably, ba- you probably ba- it's probably it Bali. 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 All I know how is Bali. And I'm going there in January. Young. So. Yes. So apparently that's where the young bodies go now, and that's where you know. You I didn't know. I didn't know spring. that. I didn't know they looked at it like um like mm-hmm. how. Uh, Dubai became, you know, Dubai, no. du- Dubai became the new Miami. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bali, Bali's the, the new Instagram flex. Yeah, right. Um, so, okay, but it looks okay. real nice in there and shit. So, you know, go ahead and be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you. Oh, happy birthday, Jasmine. Yeah, she deserves it. She's sitting there eating like small plates of shit that look delicious. Oh, and man. She, ho- she's hopping into hot springs after hot, dinner. Hot springs. Hot springs. Uh-huh. Hiking. Just ignoring the don't don't swim after you eat rule. She's Completely. Just, it doesn't that's count. That's just off the window, right? It, yeah, she's things just... don't count in, in Bali. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. The bullshit that we do here don't count. Ah, gotcha. We got were talking you, got about you, bringing uh, bringing some hot springs to uh, to Brooklyn, so we're yeah. Gonna work well, on that. <laughs> it wouldn't be long before it got gentrified and we weren't allowed in. Um, oh DJ Khaled dropped a new album last Friday, and oh my god! <laughs> now I, I wasn't I, I was a fan of SZA, then I saw her live, and then I wasn't a fan of SZA. <sighs> Damn! And then she SZA and Khaled, they like that song that she sings on his album, Just Us. Mm-hmm. Hands down, the best song on the, on the, oh, the best record it? on the album. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. I Hands down, the it. best the best record on the album. I tried to intro it, but for some reason it wasn't working on on the okay, devices okay, here. We play but it again um, when you can, uh, yeah, um, I'll throw it into to the music break. But um, yeah, to me, man, and and the thing is, Khaled did a lot of samples on this. So on that song, just um, uh, just us, he samples uh the Sarmis Jackson beat. Uh huh. Um, and I I thought he did an amazing job. And I just thought the album altogether. He has all types of genres. He has he has reggae music on the album. 
He has um, like reggaeton on the album. Mm-hmm. Of course, he got the classic hip hop joints on the album, and he also has like some pop records, some radio records. It, I mean, another good job by Cali. That's a guy. At worst, his album will be decent. Yeah, this was really good. That's what's up. Did he did he actually rap on anything? Or? Oh come on, Cali hasn't rapped since. <laughs> uh, I, he rapped on an album he had with Ace Hood back in the day, mm-hmm. um, but Ace Hood has and Khaled haven't been doing music together for a very long time. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was like 2012 he had an album out, okay. um, and he rapped a little bit on that. But I mean, he's a DJ and, and slash producer, so he ain't doing too much rapping. He's the I'm guy. glad he knows his lane. Yeah, he's the glue guy. He gets everybody together. Mm-hmm. He gets the verses done. He's on top of everyone to make sure everything comes together. A great curator of sounds. There you go. So. There you go. That's how you put it. All right. Next, we have um, Wendy Williams. I just wanted to shout her out because she's a damn good interviewer. Damn good. I did watched. You get, did you get I watched it last it? night. Okay, cool. Yeah, she got more out of Black China or Angela White mm-hmm. in fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Than the Breakfast Club, and this is not a shot to the Breakfast mm-hmm. Club because it is one of the biggest platforms mm-hmm. you can go on and I think, in this and culture. I think they do a really good job. Yeah, not necessarily of like uh, you know classic journalism. But in terms of making people feel comfortable enough to reveal who they are. Right. But what Wendy does is a skill set. In 15 minutes, mm-hmm. we found out uh, who's the better lover mm-hmm. between Rob and Tyga. We we found out um, what's going on between to, between Black China and her mom. Mm-hmm. We found out, uh, you know, the, 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 the issues going on with Black China and her old stylist. I mean, we found out how she mm. found out about Tiger. Like she, we got so much yeah. in what is like fifteen minutes mm-hmm. of an interview that we got in forty-five minutes on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, no, it's dope. And honestly, I would say that one thing that I like actually grew to learn about Black China, or I guess I guess realized is she actually has never done any interviews before, which was shocking, right? Yeah, because this is like, you know, the idea of a Black China is that she's a clout chaser. She's right. Doing whatever she can to stay relevant and adjacent to um, to celebrities, as as now she is she is one. Um, yeah. But but I actually think that there's something that I appreciate about the fact that she had this is her like first in few interviews that she's ever done. Yeah. For me, that's very refreshing because I'm sure she's been asked to do a lot of interviews over the past decade that she's been around. So of course, of I course. I find that restraint to be really human. I would, I felt like she didn't really have anything to promote like there was really not much reason to to interview her i know yeah. she had um robin china but that was under the keeping up with the kardashians umbrella mm-hmm. and you don't need to do any press runs for <laughs> for any show that has to do with the kardashians you don't. so finally she's on this new platform it seems like she's one of she's going to be one of the faces and the producer yeah like mm-hmm. the on the zeus platform yeah, that's her show is going to be on this zeus network is smart they're getting yeah. all the ghetto people and throwing oh, yeah. them onto one fucking platform. Yeah, right. All the B Simones, you blame it on K Way, your Lala <laughs> Milans, all the Instagram celebrities. They are smart. And right. It's hilarious. So it looks like that's the lane that 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 they're going for, and that's how mm-hmm. they're gonna differentiate themselves from all the other streaming services. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, for her first interview on Wendy, um, one thing I like that Wendy did, she she kept on reiterating, this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Like this is cool. Like. I don't think the Breakfast Club was able to get her to be very comfortable, yeah. like how Wendy was able to get her to be comfortable. Yes. Yes. Agreed. 
And I think one thing right now, I don't think this interview could have happened if Wendy wasn't in this situation. Like, God is good because I feel like this, ex- Wendy's whole ordeal with her husband oh, yeah. has really revealed the more vulnerable side of her. Yeah. Where she's like a lot more open because like, you know, she's really good at being open about the things she cares to be open about. Yeah. But true vulnerability in terms of being open about everything. Now she finally has that freedom to let that go a little more Mm -hmm. and of course she's still guarded about a lot of her personal life but you can see how because she's more comfortable with not owning her flaws and owning her mistakes and owning her shit that other people feel more comfortable around her too right so people who would have been like scared of her it's like well now we have a a stone to throw at you too and that kind of makes them feel a little bit more comfortable right exactly shout out to wendy for really doing that shit just doing a damn good job Doing the damn thing. All right. So who we got next? Um, Sierra got into Harvard Business School. Again. Now it's not she's not gonna be like on campus or anything like that. Uh, but it is a program that other celebrities uh similar to herself. It is a four day Harvard Business School program. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like a four day program. Um and inspiration Sierra revealed that she got into Harvard Business School on Monday, May twentieth. Four days. Uh, well, that's what it says. Okay. Um, the Level Up singer was accepted into Harvard Business of Enter- Harvard's Business of Entertainment, Media, and Sports four-day program. Um, this has alumni by the names of Katie Holmes. Uh, she took on Instagram on Monday to share the news with her 22.2 million followers. She in the post she writes, "I always dreamt of going to college." Okay. Um, give me a second. <laughs> Okay, well, let's yeah, she, oh, I got it. I got it back. She said, um, I hope I hope I always dreamt of going to college, but by God's grace, my music career took me on a path that I'm so thankful for. Um, this week I got accepted into Harvard. Words cannot describe my excitement. Uh, thank you. And 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 it teal. What type of name is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Burst for a once in a lifetime opportunity. Anita L. Burst. Oh, Anita L. Burst. <laughs> He can't read Twitter uh, names. <laughs> oh, there you go. Anita Elburst. Got a blonde moment. And of course, her husband, Russell Wilson. And me. <laughs> <laughs> um, he posted, leveling all the way up. I see you, mama. I can't wait to see our daughter follow in your footsteps. Oh. Uh, well, congratulations to Sierra. I feel yes. like I kind of feel like Sierra is just the nicest person on the planet. So I really don't. And like she has that. been gradually leveling up. She like really for has. real, for real. Since mm-hmm. she left Future, she did, or of, Future I'm left her. her. I don't know. I don't know how that situation worked out, but mm-hmm. I'm proud of her. I do wish the program was a little longer than four days. But uh, yeah, what? What? You know, I, mean, I mean, what can you learn in four days? Maybe it's like yeah. a 24 hour, like literally four days. We're here for like uh, 24 times four is right. about what <laughs> 96. Yeah, 96 hour thing. Because then maybe that to me would be all right. Cool, <laughs> but um. You know, my uncle went to Harvard actually. Um, oh, really? My so, uncle. so you're like a legacy uh, Harvard? No, through a, through a similar program oh, okay. for like diplomats. But so he went for like two weeks and basically he's all trying to chum up to me like, oh, you know, we graduated from the same school. I'm like, yeah. uh, not really. <laughs> you go ahead and. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, um, but that's it for our shout outs. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we got some 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 good topics we're gonna really get into on trending today um we got robert s smith paying off the the morehouse student loans jason mitchell out here bugging uh little white people mad at little nas x and wrangler but we're gonna get into all of that 
Um, but first, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. True. Whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media, literacy, education, and free expression. Facts. Uh, we rely primarily on donations from listeners like yourself. So if you want to help us keep the lights on, uh, head on over to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Make those donations today. Every donation you make to us is tax deductible to the fullest extent Period. of the law. Period. It. <laughs> with the with, with the T's at the end. Radio Free Brooklyn till I die, okay? That's right. Um, so coming up right now is I'm gonna play this Just Us record by yes. uh by DJ Khaled and SZA. My girl. Um, and then we'll be right back.
Time and you acting classy. Yeah, you like a lady, but I know you like it nasty. Whispers in my ear, cause we always near the family. And I just thought I'd let you know that you ain't got no panties. So on my lap, feeling vibes like I ain't a phone. And I ain't a phone. And I'm always getting deep, like your thumb in a hole. But I just wanna love you, fuck them hoes on the road You know what lies on the road I'm telling stories like more you don't know I cut the cake and heat it too, I know it's all on my clothes Rumors coming up now like the rappers and shows And all these angry baby fathers, man, they got some damn nerve You know, screenshots from the DM And you gon' make her block me I was gon' delete her She know I be GM, man, just get your baby mama And promise don't deceive her Cause then we gonna start this over You don't want that Jesus as I'm spilling feelings out Like the liquor on the semen I call up on Lakeisha, these feelings gotten deeper With my hands around your waist, oh that's me that's getting deeper Every time your lace go up, girl it's a two-seater I got all these wild thoughts, and you're my senorita We rendezvous on white sand, and a wife beater Here's a rose for my sins, and I'm gone in the wind A born again, hooligan, only to be king again Mary in this life, no not Mary not Mary. My day she moves something like a saint, but my night she like Jesse. She don't even know. Yeah. Niggas think they know the real you. They think they the know. Will envy. Uh, bitches yeah. gon' envy. But they don't know the real you like yeah. I do. Yeah. Not the real Mary. Not the real Mary. No, not the real. It's ten o'clock. You in the club? You with your girls? You say it's late. You gotta leave for work in the AM. That's a lie, you know that's right, you off tomorrow, but I get why you did it, since you pulled up to the crib, now we're in the bedroom, you rip your shit off and you say to me, I've been waiting all day for a nigga, don't you make me wait for a nigga, next thing I know you riding this good, good, like a fucking Harley, and you put it to me simply. I'm only real for my baby. Yeah, yeah. Never see Mary in the sun. No, not Mary. Not Mary. My day she moves something like a song. My life she like Jesse. She don't even know. Niggas think they know the real you. Bitches will envy. They don't know the real you like I do. Not the real Mary. Not the real Mary. Not the real Mary. You can't hide. You can't hide. We can do it anywhere. Anywhere. Keep it on the low. Oh, yeah. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You can't hide. We can do it anywhere. But keep it on the low. Keep it on the low. Nobody has to know. No, 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 no. Nobody has to know. Has to know. Has to know. Yeah. 
kidding me, nigga? Shitting me, nigga? Are y'all dumb Are you me, nigga? Y'all already know what's up, man. It's all of shit, man. I already got Duh. shit much like that. You dumb body uh. coming out soon. Baby. Yeah, you bald in the bleachers. Duh. I'm a ball in arenas. Wow. Shit, I crawl in the beamer. Bah. Got a cold from the skeezer. Huh. Too black like arenas. Huh. Too hot for a feature. Bah. Too high with a reefer. Duh. My shit pop with the speakers. Hey. Wanna know where I'm at, though. Where the bitch gotta lay low. Ah. Fuck shorty, getting case closed. Need a bag that's facts, huh. though. She sucking me off. Wow. I'm daddy for sure. I'm calling it all, oh, sure they want me no more Let's get it, let's get it, ayy Look at the tag, I'm getting the bag Bang. Shit don't connect, the vibe is a lag Shorty attached, she see I'm a lit Space in the back, goes doing trips let's go. Tell her to bring all her friends, shorty you know what it is She know what it is Who can hang his lit, they wanna come back to the crib, back to the crib. Look at the way that I live, we popping like we crack a sieve Baby you vibe in the field, the mission is over, I kill I Catch me on Linux as wild, nigga, I bowed the fast. Talking that hot out your mouth, now you not making a sound. School, I started at half, baby, ain't killer so pound. Shorty is frontin' for now, she on it, you missing me wild. I don't snitch for the law, smell a pack in the court. You lose shit for the courts, get it back, that's for sure. Fergie, baby, niggas know now, after many, I'm the show now. Hit his move like the soap pound, St. Pat and the ghost man. Yeah, you bored in the bleachers, I'm a ball in arenas. Shit, I crawl in the beam. Got a call from the skeezer Too black like arenas Too hot for a feature Too high with a reefer My shit pop with the speakers Wanna know where I'm at though Where the bitch gotta lay low Fuck shorty then case closed Need a bag that's facts though She sucking me off I'm daddy for sure I'm calling it all Shorty want me no more Let's get it, let's get it, ayy Y'all niggas should know the vibe already, man It's 2018, I'm tired of fucking with y'all niggas it's time to apply pressure on y'all bum-ass fake niggas. Are you shitting me? Are you kidding me, nigga? Idiots. Fucking stupid niggas. Oh, that was Fergie Baby with Bleachers. You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's your boy Ben Lewis and Addy the Baddie. Uh... The doll. The uh, Addie doll? Yeah, the, Addie doll. The, 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 Don't I look like her? The little baby doll? Wasn't... What? Uh, nah, forget it. Go From ahead. American Girl. <laughs> Addie was African. She was a slave. I was about to say that, <laughs> but was, I didn't want... <laughs> she was definitely a slave. And they tried to play it off. I didn't <laughs> want to say that because I didn't want to equate you to, with that. Uh, look, I Addie, get, was, Addie was a slave. Yes. I mean, <laughs> we have some parallels. I ain't even getting paid, so... Hey. Shit. Look, man. She <laughs> Look, the Addy doll was thicker than a mug. You know what, what I'm saying? No, she wasn't. What? What are you talking about? Why are you looking at a hey. baby doll like that? Uh, when you're you? when you're seven and curious, okay? <laughs> what you mean? Well, that's actually a good sign that you're at least looking at the black doll in the sea of white dolls. Oh, you know what? You know, my dad pointed this out the other day at dinner. <laughs> he was like, um, Ben has oh any any girl I brought home was a dark skinned woman. I've never brought home like a light skinned, fairer skinned woman. He's racist. <laughs> well, is that? I don't know. I, I just, I just, I'm a big fan of dark skinned women. That's all I got to say. Me too. So. Yeah. Well, you are. <laughs> yes. So, I'm a course. fan. I'm a fan of myself. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. All right. So, all right. Here we are. We are here at this story of Robert F. Smith. Yes. This is the. Um, 
strapping young uh, billionaire. <laughs> I gave him all of those qu- attributes because he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> strapping young because he's, he's rich. Uh, average middle age. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, black man who is also my future baby father because he just went ahead and not only did the commencement speech at Morehouse, mm-hmm. but went ahead and dropped not 10, not 20. Not 25. Not 30. Not 40. Not, you know what I'm saying? But 40. But 40. <laughs> but 40. <laughs> 40 million dollars. Yo. Um, on um, these graduates to cover and to pay off their student loans. As if Morehouse men needed another reason to be arrogant. At, no. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because, you know. As if, as if they needed another okay. reason to be arrogant. <laughs> Look. Listen, man. Talk about the five wells. Now they have a spring of cash. All right. So basically, 400 students are getting their $40 million in debt. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Lordy, Lord. God damn. Now, um, now here's what he said. He said, now I know my class will make sure they pay this forward. Hmm. I want my class to look at these alumni, these beautiful Morehouse brothers and Let's make sure every class has the same opportunity going forward because we are enough to take care of our own community. We are enough to ensure oui. that we have all the opportunities of the American dream. This is according to CNN, and this is the uh, Robert Smith guy. And I, th- I think I think it's just the, uh, super dope, super generous. It is super dope. S- such a smart way to actually use your money. Remember but, when we were talking about this? Like, yeah. You know, um, we weren't like necessarily criticizing it, but it was just like, you know, um, the scholarships that like Jay Z gives, and right, um, it was only like a thousand dollars to each student, yeah. And you know, it's look, it's money is money, and right. no, I don't tell people how to spend it, but in terms of like, I like to go with what people need and what is in my capacity, mm-hmm. and if we're thinking about need. Um, How that many? is really, really, really the exactly. issue. You know, that's a real issue that we have in our in our community yep. because it becomes kind of like indentured servitude. You know. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I was reading an article about that about like comparing the debt that you have when you come out of um, college mm-hmm. to now. Granted, mine isn't like astronomical because I was you know I, I, I play football, but um, just people who got hundred thousand dollars in debt. $200,000 in debt when they come out like that shit is crazy right like that is crazy yeah and he did something amazing and you know what's crazy it's even crazier is that like uh, Robert you know our dad graduated from Morehouse in 2013 mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like if if you you know what I'm saying you, you want to keep paying it forward brother mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um I'll apply to, to Morehouse again. Yeah. If you- <laughs> no, look, I'm a, I'm a Morehouse nigga too. Like word, like yo, I, I saw I saw you. you we had a couple classes together. Thank you. You know, what I'm you know like yeah, my voice is a little higher than the average, but it's actually pretty deeper than I the mean, average you, too. Sure. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you more of a nigga than than a lot of them niggas on Thank that you. campus. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Let me stop. How Let me tight stop. would you be if you were twenty class of twenty eighteen? How tight? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing uh, the 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 um the scene from Boys in the Hood after Ricky died mm. when he go when he go to Neil Long crib and he starts swinging everywhere. That's what I'm doing if I'm the class of 2018 and the class the commencement speaker for the class of 2020. I don't know how far along they schedule oh, these things, shit. but either that nigga gonna cancel or he, or he he like yo I need to I need to get 40 million dollars real quick. I mean the next best thing they can do is have Beyonce perform. <laughs> that is the next best thing like, they can do. That, and like not even speak, but just like just perform. Just, like, 
You know what? I would take a performance. Uh, I I would take a performance over a, a commencement. Me speech. too. Me too. Because I would just be sitting there inspired by Beyonce. And yeah, because because a lot of these commencement speeches are from people that give you a bunch of stories of shit that probably won't happen to see me in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was living on the street and I got an opportunity to make a hundred thousand a year. Like what? <laughs> what does that happen? That doesn't happen. <laughs> if you believe. Yeah. Right. Oh, I graduated in nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Movie tickets were like three dollars back then, bro. <laughs> Like, come on. I can't. No, nah, but that's super dope, man. Shout out to you, Robert S. Smith. Man, that's that's what's up. That's, that's what's, what's up. up. I do want to just read one thing that I saw. I'm a, a, a Twitter philosopher um, posted, and I thought it was pretty f- poignant. Okay. All right. Real quick. Um, This is at Achmat X. 400 students had a debt of $40 million. All right. Mm-hmm. I repeat, 400 students had a debt of $40 million. The bigger conversation that needs to be had is A, why does education for 400 students cost $40 million? Right. Okay. And B, why does one person have enough wealth to pay off $40 million? In right. Debt? That is true. And that's that's a bigger conversation mm-hmm. that we need to have. Right. Um, um, but we're not gonna have it today. <laughs> I, I mean, it's gonna lead into a bunch of systemic there's, issues there, and and all this type of you know. There's a whole bunch that goes into that. The distribution of wealth in America is clearly, clearly, extremely lopsided. Up. Yeah, it's extremely lopsided. Mm-hmm. We know that, right? Um, and that's why it's so dope when you see yeah black people specifically because we can't we can't wait for you know just the handful of benevolent white people mm-hmm. to do what they want to do with their money because they've had it forever and if they wanted things to change they would have done it already right exactly but like I think it's just super dope to at least have like these black people who are in positions of power um who have a shitload of money doing things that are impactful like this is impactful like you know how many dreams this man is about to save you know how many opportunities as far as like people that I know who want to be bold in their career, you know, take chances that like kind of like we are with the creative shit that we do that's, um, that don't have the luxury to be able to do it because mm-hmm. they are swimming in debt. This stops a graduate mm-hmm. from and I think a lot of people, a lot of graduates listening probably went through this. Yeah. You have this this like reality check after you graduate where you got to go take a job that you hate, a job that you feel like is beneath what you just worked for mm-hmm. for the past four years. Because you have these loans and and these like these these debt collectors knocking on your door, ringing your phone, knock, knock. like yo, it's time to pay up, and you're like, man, but I ain't become a social worker yet. But I didn't become a you know a psychiatrist yet. I didn't do it. I didn't do. I'm not in the field that I got my degree in yet, and I have to now go take a job at Family Dollar mm-hmm. or some retail store. He eliminated that for all these men, so yeah. now they could hopefully whatever stash of money they have mm-hmm. you know they could kind of be Just able to live it. off yeah they could build off of that and they could really pursue internships mm-hmm. in fields that they are really trying to get into even though the stipend may be really low mm-hmm. or sometimes doesn't pay at all right you know so they'll be able to do these things to yeah. get their foot in the door because it's better than having to pay rent and a whole nother fucking rent right exactly which is basically the premiums and the um yeah and the interest rates on those loans because these people be talking about yo i need 900 a month you're like big dog i don't got like, it and they're like well figure it out <laughs> yo like yo it, it's crazy out here mm-hmm. man um all right jason mitchell of the shy man this guy look uh he lost he if he's get first of all he's getting booted off the, the shy um, he he lost a lead role in a movie that he had on Netflix. 
<clears throat> and this is all amid, and he got dropped by his agency. And this is all amid sexual harassment allegations. Um, the shy star Jason Mitchell has been dropped from Lena Waite's Showtime series following allegations of sexual misconduct. Uh, Mitchell has also been dropped by his agent and an upcoming lead role in a Netflix Western flick, Desperado. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, Mitchell's co-star Tiffany Boone, who had previously worked opposite the actor in 2015, straight out of Compton, in which he played the rapper, the late rapper Easy E, complained about his conduct of, on the set of The Shy. Despite multiple complaints of harassment, it had allegedly become so bad on the set that Boone's fiance, Dear White People actor Mark Richardson, had to come on set when she shot when she shot scenes with Mitchell. Boone ultimately told Fox 21, which produces The Shy, that she would no longer work with Mitchell. Yeah, so shout out to the swift action on the um, end of the production company. Yes. You know, I mean, it's hard. But and even so, like, she was making, I'm sorry to cut you yeah, off, no, but she was making complaints. And why did it take for her to say, I'm not going to work with him anymore yeah. for, some, for shit to happen? Because, I mean, you got to think about it. There's a culture of protecting men in this industry. And, yes. you know, you would think, oh, because he's a black man, immediately we're going to just throw him under no. the bus. It's like, so oh, it's he's like, still a man. Yeah, so. Exactly. But, uh. <laughs> and yes, they will quick, more quickly throw him under the bus than a white man. Yes. But... Um, you know, when it it's it sucks that women have to be in these situations where they're trying they're doing their job and they're being professionals and they make those boundaries clear because I'm pretty sure if it just happened once, mm-hmm. she would have let it go. You know how many times I've been like even uh, you know, I don't even share this story a lot, but like I was, you know, harassed by somebody in on my campus, another black man who graduated my my year and it was like for me it was like I had to pull him to the side and be like Yo, when you get drunk, you really do get hella inappropriate and you're about to sacrifice a lot, jeopardize a lot of shit for your life. And I said, you know, I'm not I'm not I don't want to be the reason why your life is where uh, is going to end up where it's going to be. And I know that it won't be me. But as black women, we put it on ourselves because we don't want to see our brothers in the system. Right. We don't want to yeah. see them lose opportunities. Yeah. But at the same time, what you're not going to do is sit here and violate and disrespect me. I also worked hard to be here. Right. To not be touched, to not be harassed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, you're right. It shouldn't have taken that long. And it's fucked up because I know she's probably gone through so much more than whatever she can even ex- begin to explain. Yeah. And she probably let a lot of that shit slide. And that's the kind of constant battle that we have to go through as women, especially as black women. Like, we want to handle things internally within our community but sometimes that shit just does become beyond us and especially when it has to do with sexual assault and harassment yeah and um i'm just happy that at least you know they were able to they were at least able to deal with the situation accordingly Mm -hmm. and it does seem like something that was chronic based on how swiftly he was removed from everything yeah you know so now i I, personally i don't watch the shot but yeah I mean, it's just, it has to be really bad if, because um, for the most part, agencies will stick by their clients. So they have to know something's either coming or like they, like something, he, he was really wilding. If, yeah. If they just like, yo, we can't even represent you no more. Yeah. Or maybe it's just, you know, maybe being a little overreactive because of the the, the climate that we're in. But either way, mm-hmm. it, it, and that's this just shows how tone deaf he is. Yeah. Because you see the climate that we're in. Like, we're not getting, like, women are not staying quiet no more. You're not just going to go in her trailer and fondle her and walk out and, and she she's going to go back to work. Like, everything's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Like, women will speak up. Exactly. And then you're on a Lena Wave show. She's yeah. one of the, like, what are you doing? 
and shame on I be like looking at these comments on shame on these black women in the Instagram because they're always the first ones to throw these black yeah, women right? in. I'm like look I ain't gonna put that nigga out of a job. Just in the same way that you're fiending to defend this nigga who you don't even know. Right. I am pretty sure that Tiffany was sitting there playing in her own like conscience doing all that she could to manage the situation until she felt like she had to bring her husband on set. And even at that point when her husband was on set, obviously she didn't take the actions that she would have probably needed to take or would have preferred to take because she was still trying to believe that this man would, for the sake of his own job, do what he has to do yeah. so it's just like you have to understand that like of course there's always going to be people who are clout chasers there's going to be people who are thirsty mm-hmm. but at the same time like as black women for the most part we're conditioned to protect black men we don't want them to be out yeah, here been doing in, this at the beginning of time through the, to the, since the beginning of time you know like you know Bre- breastfeeding the male slaves okay. when the master didn't give them no food you know and we okay. give y'all a lot of space so like calm the fuck down like yeah. this is you working on all, all black cast like what are you doing like what yeah, why wilding. are you doing this you wilding, literally have, wilding, you wilding, have the bro. best job you get to work with lena wave like and not only that like you got such uh like a great opportunity his his first gig was straight out of compton that's crazy. Like he got to he got to skip so many steps mm. of being in crappy commercials, canceled <laughs> TV shows, uh Broadway productions, off-Broadway productions, church plays. Like he got to skip the line <laughs> and be on straight out of Compton. Not church and then, plays. And then <laughs> sorry about that. Well, you want to play? You want to talk hey, about come it? On now. <laughs> Anywho, <Hey> but he, <laughs> he got to skip the line and he's had major opportunity after major opportunity. And you just gonna blow it away because you can't keep your hands to yourself. Come on, brother. Ooh, come on. I'm disappointed in you. Come and, on. And you know, allegedly. But I mean, come on. A man had to come and be on set. This is sad. How I don't know how he controlled himself being mm-hmm. on set, knowing that this man was Ooh. doing that kind of stuff to his woman. Lord, that <sighs> is a strong ass, fine ass man. Listen, by the man. way. Ooh, I, I ain't look him up Because I ain't want to Make myself feel bad No he looked mad um, good <laughs> but, They look mad good together Like I love them So shout out right. to them I'm happy for them um, and, and by them I mean The couple <laughs> So <all right>. <laughs> what, what we got next Next we got um, We got Wrangler partners With Lil Nas And why people are very upset the Lil Nas X Lil Nas X Lil Nas X <laughs> Okay Lil Nas X Okay Lil Nas X If you are living under a rock And maybe haven't been around For the past several months um, Then you may not know That he has been sweeping up Every chart um, Cleaning up the billboard With his song Old Town Road And then when he got Ooh the sexy ass Sultry ass Very rare do I refer to White men as sultry But Billy Ray Cyrus Is You have such feelings About Billy Ray Cyrus Addy I know I know (laughs) It's like but that's like exactly the type of white man that I like. In fact, the only white man that I like looks like he can build your house with his bare hands. Yeah, I've, da- <laughs> I've dated two white men, and like they okay. like are of size in the sense that like they just look. Well, I I, I like him because he looks like you know he's like a man's man. Oh, you know he he can like exactly. He's a man's man. All, right, all y'all fellas listening, you better be a man's man if you're gonna slide in Addy, the, the crown of wealth. If you're gonna slide in her DM, you know what I'm saying. Uh, she wants she want a man's man. Yes, exactly. So you gotta have like so a rugged can- rugged bed, no type of shape up. You know whoa, what else? Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, you don't want no, to- not all of that. No, not all of that. No, no you not. No, no. It has to, oh, you have, to, you have to be fine with the little edge to you. Oh wow, okay, you got. All right. Anyway, it's not about me. <laughs> this is about Lil Nas X. So basically, uh, Lil Nas X um got a partnership with right. the company Wrangler. Which, Wrangler on my booty. Uh-huh, which is no. <laughs> 
which is known for creating uh, jeans for country, for country white folks. <laughs> that is that is the white man's Levi. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. All That's right. white man's Levi's. Good, man. good old American. Good old. All right. American. Okay. It says American is deportation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what these jeans are. And, you know, these racist white people. Oh, my God. You know, which Yo, AKA was country fans, you know, <laughs> AKA Trump supporters, are very Yo. upset that this fusion artist that has captivated all. All genres and has yeah. really taken over the country charts. Um, right, right, right. And uh, has first of all, they're mad that he has success. So remember, if you don't remember, a few weeks ago they removed him from the country Billboard charts because they said that his music didn't classify. Man, I heard old boy playing on goddamn Power 105. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's look. I don't know if he's ever gonna make another hit, but this one is this, certainly a historical moment. Yeah. This is a moment in hip hop country trap history like uh-huh. this is no. a this is a moment that we're living through like this kid really just like made history and <laughs> it's incredible he really did now i'm just gonna go through all of the um the mean the, tweets the, the mad white people um <laughs> what they were saying so really supporting an artist that are so clearly mocking country music and the <laughs> lifestyle it represents bad move bad wrangler. move wrangler signed <laughs> nina nerd <laughs> The next one. Seriously, man? All his ever his handle sounds punchable. Like, <laughs> hey. All I've ever worn is Wranglers. And this is the company that makes the same jeans I weld, I weld in. <laughs> God. What is the Abner Louima? Okay. <laughs> he didn't say all of that. Oh, but, my God. Uh, you know, <laughs> quite why did so upset? Good why? Lord. Signed Jonathan and L10. Next one. Oh wow. God. Wow. Wrangler selling out for a dollar on the books. Can't say I'm surprised. Whatever bandwagon people want to jump on and make a buck. All right. So the, these were um, Dark Side Smiley. <laughs> these That's were, the guy's name. Oh my gosh. Yo, get over yourselves, the, man. The, pure, the purists. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get over yourselves. It's right. not even that serious. Because country man. music was also started by black people, but yeah. we can get into that a little uh, later. Yeah, it definitely was. Everything you ever have done, and it, like this whole, for example, this country was also started by black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> white people, pretty, please. Pretty much. Please, you've carried on for way too long. <laughs> Stop it. Even, even. White people are mad at y'all. Like, I, I really feel bad for the white people who this shit don't apply to because it's like, it's embarrassing. It's just like, y'all are just haters and you've had more than enough resources and opportunities to make shit pop for yourself. But yeah, you're just not good much. at things. So get over it. And shout out to uh, Lil Nas X and his endorsement. Yeah, shout out to Lil Nas X, man. Um, So it was Baby Future's birthday this past weekend. Okay. And, uh... You know, uh, Future, you know, Future and, and Russell. I feel like they've been battling, but not battling <laughs> for Father of Low the Year. Um, so Future got Baby Future, a Rolex. Uh, There's about like a 10 second video here. I'm going to I'm going to play it. Um, let me make sure nothing else is going. All right. Yeah, I'm going to play that video and uh, you hear his reaction to the gift and everything. Okay. Happy birthday. 
<laughs> yeah, Kid didn't sound excited at all he about this. So, he sounds so cute. Though. He does sound oh cute, God. but he sounds like I'm saying thanks because my mama drilled into my head that I need to say thank you when I receive things. But what the hell is this, Pop? <laughs> all right. Um, now, he caught backlash from social media, of course, from people, you know, that mm-hmm. I guess can't afford to give their son a $36,000 watch. <laughs> um, but... Russell Wilson penned a very heartfelt uh, oh, post was, on social media. I, I felt that. I felt like he um, was my dad. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't find the post. I thought it was in this, but he just said he said uh, something along the lines of like, "This is the you, you know you're the greatest gift that God I could have ever asked God for." Happy fifth birthday! And then he also took him on a um, a go kart racing. Hmm. Like, he shut down the go-kart mm-hmm. track, and he had him and his friends got to ride around these cars. Think Something that a kid will remember forever. Damn. And Future just got him a road. All right. So Future, here's, Future you losing out here. That's yeah. Right. So, yeah, certainly, <laughs> relatively, if this was a competition, Future is certainly not in the running. But um, here's what I would say. Slightly in defense of Future. I feel like, you know when you're growing up and you have shit rough? Yeah. Or whatever, and, like, you know, Right. The things you think about in terms of like how you perceive success is really easy to project onto your kids. So like for example, with even my own my mom and like she didn't really grow up with, you know, n- nurturing adults in her life in any consistent kind of way. Right, right. So, you know, I didn't necessarily get that emotional support at home where I felt like I was able to express how I felt and feel like I had a real safe space to do that. That was one thing that I think like sac- I sacrificed was sacrificing my upbringing but the things that she did because she felt like that's what a parent was supposed to do is when I was younger like before I was 10 I had the best birthday parties she would like buy me things she would like make she would she would save up all of her money to make things special so that I could have these special memories and moments and that was um what she what she would do so you know and and I always felt that missing piece of like that emotional connectedness that like I wish you know you were more there but she did what she knew how to do, mm-hmm. and um, and and so I would say that it's kind of hard to compare those types of upbringings because it's just like I feel like Future is doing what he feels like he would have appreciated when he yeah. was younger, and so you know I guess the backlash from social media may give him some insight as to like other things he should consider like quality time because there's really no substitute for it. Right, exactly, you know? and that and, and the thing is though like with unfortunately for Future. His son has a stepdad who had his dad in his life. Mm-hmm. So he understands the real, like the true things that kids value. And so he's going to do those things for not just his actual child mm-hmm. that he had with Sierra, but the way he's embraced a, ba- a baby future from day one. You kind of look like him now. Right? <laughs> it's like, but um, I think that's the, that's, that's the bad thing. Like you talk about how. You know, sometimes our parents will raise us and, you know, try to do things that they always wanted Mm -hmm. to be done for them. But there's not another person doing the things that we really value for us. And so we don't know. So we're like, oh, my mom got Mm -hmm. me this. Oh, my mom is great. Whatever, whatever. But he unfortunately has a Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. who grew up in a two parent household. God fearing man Mm -hmm. went to college, you know, got his degree, got his master's. He's like. He's like he's he's just an all American like guy. He really is. Like <laughs> he's just like actually perfect. So right. you know, I'm gonna say in this battle, I'm happy that he has at least two parents who right. are uh three parents, but yeah. you know, 
Future. I mean, and it could be worse. Future could, could not. Be, future could, could not be there at all. It could be worse. It really could yeah, be worse. Yeah, future could have not been there at all. You so. know, I don't know. I don't know the story of his life, but um, all I will say is, is I'm happy that that the little future has more than one one dad. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Next, we have Scotty Beam is leaving State of the Culture. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't uh, watched State of the Culture before, it is a show that is a panel-like discussion on Scotty Beam constantly topics. gets run over when she talks. <laughs> hot topics pertaining to the black community. Um, and Scotty Beam, you know, her whole brand is black women, mm-hmm. black feminism, and... Um, and 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 surprisingly on this cast there are two women and two men but uh the other woman on the cast Remy Moss always seems to be kind of on the opposite side i would say on of feminism um whereas Jinx the man on the panel does seem to take on more of that role and Scotty Beam her role is that she's the you know real passionate black feminist who's going to speak against things that are negative towards women or anything that slights women in any way yeah now she's gotten backlash because there's been instances where she's where she's seemingly kind of like rejected some facts because of her emotional attachment to the issues um and of course people do it all the time but when you're a black woman and you're passionate about something you know you get you really get run over and no one wants to hear it especially in a culture like the hip-hop culture yeah where it's already very anti-feminist talk about misogynistic very misogynistic it is it is nobody wants to hear shit about their male fave at all and then when you have somebody who's passionately like annoying like joe Biden, (laughs) oh man yeah you know which i'll give him some credit too even on the show i would say there were some times where he did defend some of the points that scotty was making but um you know Oftentimes, it's going to be a, a position where you're going to be kind of up against everybody else. And I felt like she seemed to be a little in over her head in terms of those discussions as right. to where maybe the th- thoughts that she had really discussed with her friends and really knows concretely. It's hard to really feel it's hard to talk about that passionately and hard to talk about that articulately uh-huh. when you're surrounded by people who are not really interested in understanding. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's very difficult, especially when, you know, the other woman who's on the panel. She, where you she, would be like, oh, Yeah, she has the same views. As all the rest the of the same niggas. Views as the niggas. Yeah. So it's kind of like and and Brandon yeah. uh, Jinx. I said Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jinx is just like he's. He, he seems like more so he's there for the ride. Yeah. Like, he's like he's, he's like, like he's like neutral, and of course, yeah. I think he's more on the feminist leaning side, but he's not right. going to become overwhelmingly emotional. Yeah, and also he's not he's not points. a big mm-hmm. personality like Joe yeah, and Remy. Is, exactly. You know. So I feel like it's it, it just wasn't a good dynamic, and I think you know she's also young. She's like my age. She's like 28. And, you know, this is a panel of older people. Not to say that age necessarily means everything. Right. But, but they're kind of setting their ways. Yeah. And, and, when, and when our we, age, we're more like, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe exactly. the way you guys did it was a little fucked up. Yes. And it needs to be a little bit more this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. especially when you're talking about things related to women and related to women's rights. Yeah. People are already going to project onto you that you're just being biased, that you're mm-hmm. just emotional, that you're yeah. only doing this because you're a woman. These are the things that you're going to get from the very jump. So you really have to be confident and you really have to be firm in your understanding of these points that you want to bring to the table. So that's why I would recommend. So I, I love Scotty, like, and I feel like she's going to do great wherever she goes. She really did. She's, she's beautiful. She's she definitely smart. needs to be on one of these places. She yes, definitely needs to. I think a different show. Yeah. <laughs> a different yeah. show. Yeah. Um, just not this one. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sad that <clears throat> I'm sad by the way that the viewers responded to her and kind of like, 
people were coming for her. For but towards the end, I saw people were like lining up on her. But I felt like it was enough beating that she took. Um, yeah. Here's just my recommendation. I think that they should really bring Amanda Seals onto the show. Ooh, I think Amanda, Amanda Seals is not here for nobody. Is, shit. No, God might, damn. It might be it might be some fights in there. But here's the thing, Amanda Seals. This is what she does, right? Yeah. Like not only does she do this in terms of passion, but she really yes. takes the time to go through all the facts to read it to be able to express it. Yeah. So even on her Instagram she'll, platform, yeah, she'll she be able to express it the way the it needs to be expressed. Of those ideas, yeah. And it's she, one thing to believe, another thing to be able to believe and deliver. And I think that she can do both. So, Amanda Seals for State of the Culture. Yes, and she ain't gonna be, she ain't gonna back down from Remy. Hell, the fuck no. Cause she be knowing, mm-hmm, you know. She be knowing. She <laughs> All right, knowing. um, we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead right into our blow the whistle, and then we're gonna take our break after that. To to uh, our guest, uh, Heiko is is here. Hey. In the building, um, so we gonna we we gonna go into blow the whistle, and then we gonna have him here, man. I can't wait to to discuss like his musical, his music, his musical journey. Like, I I just can't wait to have him here in studio. Um, but he is in the building, so we we do have that up ahead. But we're gonna get into blow the whistle. Um, and uh, so we got a, a fifth child dying in ice custody, right? We sure do. Unfortunately, this is a Amer- um. <sighs> This is the fifth job, the fifth child during President Trump's administration that has passed away in that has passed away in ICE custody. Um, that has passed away in ICE custody um, since the Trump administration. Now, right. there have been no deaths in the previous 10 years of the Obama administration. And I guess that would also include um, a little bit of what's his name's term? George Bush. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, um, so clearly, other people were able to figure out how to not have these children die, <laughs> not kill kids. And um, yeah, like, this is also the same country that's talking about and this, uh, overturning Roe v. Wade because they care about the children. Right. So. And, and it's crazy because like they're dying off of shit like the flu. Like that mm-hmm. means that that the, the most basic care mm-hmm. that these like the, these kids need, they're not they they're just not getting. They're not. You how you die of the flu? Like I, like the last kid mm-hmm. who died. Um, died of the flu and that, that, that is ridiculous unacceptable man. yeah that's absolutely unacceptable man like you're, you're separating these kids from their families and then they're dying on top of that like shame, that, shame. that cannot happen cannot happen um starbucks has been using toxic chemicals to fight rodents and exposes employees and customers to illness and it is a starbucks right here in manhattan well not here in manhattan but mm-hmm. starbucks coffee shops in new york use a harsh pesticide not recommended for use around food, exposing workers and consumers to toxic chemicals, according to two lawsuits filed on May 21st. Uh, The declining sanitary conditions in Manhattan Starbucks have led the stores to use no pest strips to combat insect encroachment, according to the consumer class action filed in New York State Court. The strips use a time-release vapor containing the industrial insecticide Dishlorvus or DDVP. I should have mm-hmm. I should have read the uh, acronym before I uh, tried to read that word. <laughs> but Starbucks, man, y'all stay out here bugging. First, first of all, y'all getting Ooh. black people arrested for no reason. Okay. And now you put an insecticide in your very expensive shitty coffee. Shitty. I got a story about Starbucks. What you got? When I was in school, uh, when I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, there was a Starbucks across the street. And one morning I went in there and there was a painting and it showed black people with a hole in their hand kind of digging. And I was like, man, these is, they got slaves on the wall. <laughs> and I asked the girl behind the counter, a black girl, I was like, yo, does that picture make you uncomfortable? 
And then she looked at it and she was like, I mean, I guess. And I was just oh, like, oh, no. you're just whitewashed. Yeah. You're, you know, you're on Long Island. Right. She's like, that was, she's like, she's like, that was the past. White people changed. I was like, yo, I was, if I was one of those people, I would have had News 12 up in there. I and had them myself. get that painting down. Mm. There was definitely slaves on the wall. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna expose y'all. But yeah, <laughs> Starbucks, Long Island. <clears throat> you know. Shame, shame. Yes. Uh, what else we got for blow the whistle? All right. So the next thing we have, we finna pull up right quick. Um, all right. So we got the SAT to score disadvantage to try and even the playing field. So I read a little bit more into it, and it's actually. Um, I don't know if I want to actually keep it on Blow the Whistle because I think it is... is a shout-out? Well, I don't know. It's just a topic I But well, what the hell was this? When I had when I always had to take the SAT, waking up at 8 in the morning... Yeah, I think it's a complicated situation. So basically, what I thought when I first read it was that they were going to be actually adjusting your score that you get on the test. That's not what they're doing? They're not doing that. It's not like what they, that's what they should have <laughs> been doing. What they're doing is that they're actually attaching a score. So it's a, it's a score that's out of 100... Oh. And it's basically going to factor in different rate, uh, different <clears throat> factors about your environment, your context, your average family income um, and, and educational attainment, um, including rates of teens in your neighborhood who receive free or reduced lunch, housing stability and crime rates. So it's taking all of these factors to give to attach a number to be considered uh, with your SAT score. Are they trying to eliminate the ACT? Because that's what they tell black students to take anyway. I remember my, mm-hmm. my, my coach in high school, he was like, man, the SAT is not for black men. Mm-hmm. Go take the ACT. And he tried to get us to go to HBCUs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I still ended up at a PWI. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I guess you turned out okay. Yeah, I guess. Now, <laughs> basically... The whole thing here is that College Board says that no single, and this is from NPR, um, no single test score should be ever be examined without paying attention to critical context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so the College Board says that after the pilot, um, officials reported that the tool was most useful when evaluating borderline students whose acceptance was a close call. And so it allowed them to rely less on stereotypes, assumptions, or mm-hmm. incomplete data and more on hard facts and, and statistics. So I'll give them that because it is like, yeah, just because you're black alone doesn't necessarily mean that like you that that is a monolithic experience. Right. You know, I know. Like, for example, I went I did an internship with this black guy who whose dad went to Stanford. He like owned his own like successful ass company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had basically every advantage of in terms of doing well in school and being able to make it. But of course, he stills up against racism. He's still yeah. up against even in the whitest school with the most opportunities people are still going to project onto him what they think he's capable of. And that's always going to be an uphill battle with black people in anywhere you put them. So I think it is important to consider race, which is I'm going to blow the whistle on that because that's something that they don't consider. Yeah. And that is actually very important because it, the race, uh, race tells you a lot about what those outcomes are going to look like, especially because we live in a world where, um, we're a very visual world and people make a lot of assumptions about you and your abilities and what you can and cannot do and whether they want to and whether they don't want to kill you um, based on this, the color of your skin, you know, whereas, you know, you have Asian people who get the um, more positive stereotyping towards, 
you know, or the more favorable stereotyping towards, oh, well, you know, you do well on tests, you know, or we assume you're good at math, right? And of mm-hmm. course, not to say that it's always a, a great thing because sometimes you may not be good at something, but I, you know, I'd rather take that stereotype any day right. than the shit that, you know, black people get. So <laughs> obviously, in terms of success and attainment, there's stereotypes that are beneficial and stereotypes that are negative. And the stereotypes that are attributed to black and Latino people are not good. <laughs> and they, no, not and at they at don't all. work very well with success. Right. So. Um, that's the only blow the whistle portion I would give them there is figure out how to get race in there. Yeah. It matters. Exactly. It, it matters. Um, so next up on blow the whistle, and it's also the topic of my don't at me. <clears throat> so apparently, apparently there's been someone running around on the MTA trains, <laughs> pulling the emergency brake on Ooh. purpose. The yeah. NYC subway tweeted, we suspect someone has intentionally disrupted thousands of, of commutes on the two and three lines today by activating multiple trains emergency brakes. If you see any suspicious behavior, please at or DM us details ASAP, (laughs) including car number. I don't know where to find that, but um, also so we can get trains back on schedule. Let me tell you something. All right. This week's don't at me goes to whoever the hell (laughs) this brake pulling bandit is. The MTA is horrible enough. It does not need your help to get any worse. All right. On a good day, the MTA will get you to work 10 minutes late. That is on a good day. And you, you're going to run around and pull emergency brakes to delay the city even more. Last week, I said there was a cozy place in hell for people who didn't wash their entire bodies. Well, my friend, right next to the dirty people section (laughs) in hell. Is the people who pull emergency brakes on the MTA. There's enough problems with them. And that is when the train is running smoothly. All right. We have trains not showing up. We have trains being late. We have mysterious train traffic. We have all types of things that happen on the subway that make us late to wherever we have to get to. Without you pulling subway emergency brakes. And not only is this person doing this. But they happen to be a fan of Diddy because they said they can't stop and won't stop. They're going to continue to pull emergency brakes as often and as much as they want. Wait, and it? you, my, Wait, we don't know who it is. Supposedly, the person that's been pulling them said they won't stop and they can't stop. <laughs> and you, my friend, are an asshole and, and you're a, a jerk. You are a mastermind. You are clever for doing this. I will say that. But I'm not a fan of see something, say something, because I'm too busy minding my own damn business playing Angry Birds on the train. All right? But if I see someone inching, even looking like they're going to pull their emergency brake, I am going to have to do my own version of Crime Stoppers and remove you from the train quick, fast, and in a hurry. If you... If somehow, if this somehow comes across your timeline, if, if you are somehow listening to Radio Free Brooklyn right now, if you are the one pulling the emergency brakes on a train, Don't. then you, my friend, are an asshole and you're a jerk to the highest degree. I said what I said. I hope something bad happens to you soon. Oh. Don't at me. What the hell? Well, you know, shout out to the man who's been pulling shout the brakes. To- no, <laughs> yes. no, I take the two and the three train. No, no. I, I don't got nothing to do with me. Oh, my to goodness. Actually, you best not people. 
Let him pull the bricks on the A train and see no, what happens. got enough problems. <laughs> but um, actually, what if I said it was me? What if I just needed some excitement in my life? Yeah. <laughs> and then I said what I said. I can't take it back. You know, they told me to get off the internet and start playing, out, start playing outside. And I realized the best way to get everybody's attention mm. is to pull it. It's to pull, pull, pull emergency break. Yo, mm. that that man is a very annoying man. Like, Seriously. imagine like his personal life and how aggy he must be. That must be a like consistently and persistently petty ass Making person. Making my blood pressure go up. Mm-hmm. Oh man, sorry. So, what's the last thing we got for don't at me? All right. Um, I can't find it now, so I think we're gonna just move on. But basically, actually, no, I'll just touch on it. Okay. There was um there was a black Twitter thread, and I'm looking for it right now. Let me see if I can pull it up. But basically, um, this once again a young man. A young Negro decides to comment on black women's hair again. Mm. And it's another black man commenting on a black woman's hair. And it's really annoying for me to see that shit because it was basically he said something like, oh, just when you think uh, just when you think a bitch is bad, then she then she goes ahead and puts box braids in her hair. Oh, damn. And I was literally in the middle of putting box braids in my hair. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, you didn't change your mind. So good. Hell no. In fact, I want box braids is a commitment. Okay, and I do it myself. So, um, so basically, he said, yeah, he he basically was talking shit about it, and it's just like white girls is doing this every day. All these other races is trying to be like us. And first of all, it's it's really frustrating when it's just like niggas be playing stupid. You have sisters, you have black women that you mm-hmm. grow up ar- that you grew up around. Shit, you was probably unraveling some weave yourself. You understand why we wear it. You know, and I, I just, it's really annoying when niggas like question why we do certain things, especially in terms of the fact that how we, how we move in this country and how we do our hair is so political, yeah. you know, it's so political and it's, it's, it's how we a protect our hair from the environment, especially because most of us as black women weren't taught to how to properly care for our hair growing up. Yeah. We were taught that we were taught, taught a whole bunch of dumb shit. Um, mainly that, you know, you, your hair is supposed to be straight. Your hair is supposed to look like white people's hair mm-hmm. or as close to it as possible in order for you to get a job, in order for you to be accepted, in order for you to be perceived as someone who is even successful. So these are all of the things and expectations that we have in terms of our beauty standards. And not only that, we have niggas who subscribe to it. We have a lot of niggas who subscribe to those white standards and European standards of beauty, yet then they sit there and get mad at black women for doing shit like changing their hair, bleaching their skin, changing their body parts. When it's just like you guys create a lot of these expectations by putting other women on a pedestal. So when you do things like this to shit on black women about shit that we have to go through to just move through the day, it's really fucked up, especially when on the other hand, all you see is a lot of black women. So un- we understand the shit that niggas have to go through and we sit in there speaking in defense like yeah sure you didn't have to kill that nigga but we understood where you grew up and we understood why you had like why you had to sell them damn drugs and we're not saying to make it right but we're not sitting there acting stupid as if we didn't grow up with you right and exactly th- and that's the dumb shit that I really don't fucking like so fuck you and all the niggas who do shit like that you know and of course I know enough niggas who don't fuck with niggas like that so I'm not saying not all dudes do it but there's just too many of y'all who do that shit yeah. and that's really aggy cause it's just like tired of fucking defending y'all and y'all just sitting there throwing us under the bus we just like for shit that has nothing to do with you me sitting there taking this hair from this pack and tossing it in my hair is a skill set <laughs> okay it's a fucking skill set yeah. has nothing to fucking do with you I ain't robbing you I ain't fucking your bitch I ain't doing nothing to you I ain't taking food off your table so mind your damn business alright period yeah man Hey yeah. listen ladies I, I don't have no problem With none of the weaves Or nothing As itchy as it may be When you lay on my <laughs> chest Okay As itchy as the weave 
Sometimes it irritates my skin, but I understand why you got to do it sometimes. Look. So I don't say nothing. I just say, yo, I got to get I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And I mm-hmm. go and I scratch it off, you know what I'm saying? Put some ice on it, numb the spot. And then I go back. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying well that there's put, like, well you put. know, that you can't have your personal opinions about what you may personally like. Right. You know, but that's not. You no need not to a, no need to bash to and bring people that, down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's no need for all of that. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Especially the way that he presented it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was like, oh, I really like girls who have wear their hair like this. It mm-hmm. was just like, oh, and just when a girl's, when I think she's cute, this is when she goes ahead and pulls. She goes ahead and becomes a black girl. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Have a seat. All right. Um, you ready for our guest? I am ready. I am ready, see. man. We got Hiko in the building. Hey. Do not go anywhere. My man is coming up next. We about to play a couple of his joints off his latest Project Temporary. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And Addy, the baddie, the doll, the doll. Hey, you gotta let me know what you want to call the yourself. Protagonist, all that good stuff, the man. We'll, we'll be right back on Radio Free Brooklyn. All Let's right. get it. Me, you'll see them smoking on the legal. 
Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back <clears throat> here live on Radio Free Brooklyn, and it's the best in the world, Ben Lewis, with my co-host, Addie Dahl, that's what you hey, want to call yourself Addie today? Addie Dahl, Addie the Crown, but it's not about me right now, we have a guest. <laughs> it's not, it's, we have it's, a, it's never about you. We have a guest from the BX, can we, can we throw yeah, up an yeah. exit, can, no can I do that right now? A lot of okay. gang. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> look, look, hey, Stop when it. in Rome. He's from Brooklyn, He's from Brooklyn. <laughs> Stop it, okay? But uh, you see, we don't got shit like this in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. I, 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 I will. I need a sign too for myself. I will. I will admit to that. That that's this. That's you know, that, it's, that hard. it's hard. It's hard. That's tough. That's about that. And y'all managed to uh, fight off gentrification all this time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, they taking so over far, so far. I mean, yeah, so far. Whew, you know, they haven't figured coming. out. They haven't they figured coming. out the Bronx mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. it is. They call. I think they're calling it um, the Piano District. Oh come on! That's what they're renaming it. The hip hop museum is coming. Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, I don't even. Museum. I don't even know what the hell that means. The piano district mm-hmm. type of shit is that? Yeah. Well, exactly. What's but any? Shit is but that, anywho, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we 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 look. We damn near got to full convo <laughs> right. without introducing our guest. Man, I don't want to miss it. It's Heiko. 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 So Heiko, our guest here live in studio on Radio yes. Free Brooklyn. Welcome to Ben Talks, my Thank brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate Welcome. it. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. You find the place all right? Because I I, I I got yeah, no, I got dope. lost coming here. Today. No, no, this is dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no, right I, off the train. It's cool. I'm yeah. curious about the 
name Heiko. Yeah. Because that to me remind it reminds me of Haiku. Yes. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Exactly. Is, is there any connection? Nah. There? There's okay. no connection. No. I mean, okay. people people mess it up all the time. Yeah. Poetry. So Fuck that. I know, right? <laughs> well, that's actually pretty cool because you know yeah. you have a way with words. And yeah. Your yeah. Heiko. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Nah. So Heiko comes from so my my um last name is Jaco, mm-hmm. um and Spanish is pronounced Heiko. And I just ran with it. I changed the letterings a little just to make it easier to pronounce. Mm-hmm. And it's Heiko. It's okay. catchy. It's short, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. So um, I know you got the project Temporary. You released yeah. last October. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, in, in my research, I'm seeing, man, you got thousands of plays, man. Yeah, so, bro. So how is how is the, the reception been, like, in your neighborhood, around, your, you know, how has it been for you since you've since releasing this project? Yeah. Um. So... Right now, it's about anywhere from like forty to fifty thousand plays right now on all yeah. streaming platforms. Organic, um, no organic, machines. no there machines, no cops, no none of that. Um, yeah. No, no three cell phones playing none your, of that. your yeah, album yeah. on repeat. Because I do that for my episodes on Apple. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Right? Yeah. Damn, don't tell the secret. Don't tell the secret. Nah. Um, yeah, it's um, you know, I did the Spotify thing that they do at the end of the year. It's yeah. been played in like fifteen different countries. Which wow. you know, I know it's we get in there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, the streaming platforms are available in like 65 countries so yeah. 15 not bad it's my first project that's um, what's up you know yeah. 17% of our listeners are overseas oh no way <laughs> so we oh, are damn. in Europe right now oh okay you know what hey saying? what's up Europe what's yeah, good yeah, exactly what's up Europe you <laughs> what, know do what, you, what do you think sets you apart like why do you think you're getting all this success with the music that's out there because it's really hard to push music especially in this day For and sure. age with like the Instagram algorithms yep. fucking everybody up and yep. you know Tell just getting it. access because everything's yeah, yeah. monetized now and 100%. it's not the same free open platform market that it used to be so what yeah. do you think about you stands out yeah thank you um, so you know there's a lot I for, for one I've been doing music for like 10 years mm-hmm. before the rapping and singing and all that um, 10 years ago I was in a hardcore band completely mm-hmm. different I'm talking like mm-hmm. the screamo shit like Really going hard. Okay, had the the ears stretched like the whole scene, right? Gauge and everything, oh, everything, I see, everything. I see. Oh yeah, yeah, it was big. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And um, I have so many questions about that. But go ahead. <laughs> Can you still fit the thing in there? Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, okay. it's gonna look a little crazy, but yeah. like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I can pull on them. But oh they used God. to be, you know, they used to hang. So, anyways, yeah, I was in that scene. Um, I uh, I was in a hardcore band, and from there, and I was in high school. I was like 14 doing this shit. Yeah. We played a bunch of shows in the city uh, on like a little 17 day tour. Mind you, I'm 16. Mm-hmm. I stole my my pops whip. Maine to Florida, 17 days. We was getting paid in pizza, two hundred dollars one night, hundred dollars one night. I did the same thing once. I, I used I used to be like six five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. Things change. See, he beat me down to like five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah. So from there, you know, I did that for a few years. When I went to college, um, yeah. I started uh, DJing. Electronic mm-hmm. music. I was really in that scene. Um, took me everywhere. Started from like dorms to frats to clubs to universities. Yeah. Just blew up. Opened for like Chainsmokers, B.O.B., uh, Weed Band, like a whole bunch of different people. Yeah, yeah. bro. It was crazy. That's Mind dope. you, I was I was 19 getting money, shit. like doing dumb shit, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, now you talk about it in the music. Yeah. Some of the dumb yeah, yeah, shit yeah. that you, yeah, yeah, you see. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, um, and you know, I did that for a few years and I had a lot of success in it. Um, you know, put out a couple projects. Um, but when I came back home, um, something was just, you know, there was a lot of different situations in my life that, that were, um, that were happening at the time. And mm-hmm. we, we could get into it for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I felt like I needed to express myself differently. Yeah. Another way I didn't know what it was yet. And so I, I was talking to a few different people and I always wanted to like write, but I never like took it crazy seriously until I did one day. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just kind of took off. But I knew if I wanted to sing and rap, I wasn't going to do the basement shit. I wasn't going to have my friend record me with $50 guitar center mic. I was I knew because all my branding was in this one scene for mm-hmm. DJing. So I knew if I switched gears, my, my branding had to be on point. Yeah. You know, I had to deliver that message. And so, you know, we did. And I recorded with Sardi. Shout out to Sardi. Mm-hmm. Um, he records with a lot of big dudes. He used to work um, on, on Wall Street and Engine Room, but he mm-hmm. has his own spot now. Blendwork Studios. And um, we just built the relationship. He's recorded everything for me. Um, appreciate it. Like he, you know, he knows exactly how I want to sound. Yeah, and everything sounds like you know it's commercial ready. It's mm-hmm. ready to be played. Everything's mixed and mastered. Mastered yes. by um, Dan Millis. He masters for like Juice World, Rocky. Like that's the same. Yeah, so that's crazy. So you mentioned Juice World because I get like a Juice World vibe yeah. from like yeah. your, your records, man. Man, Juice World, dope, and he's so young. So, he's yeah. like, yo, he's mm-hmm. a baby. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like 22, 20, mm-hmm. 21, yeah, yeah, 22, yeah. yeah. He also um, has a very good head on his shoulders. As yeah, well. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. You know, you know. Um, so I, I have to know this. Like, yeah. How does a guy from the Bronx right. get into like a hardcore like <laughs> like how, <laughs> how does that even Yo, happen? It's, it's crazy, bro. So I grew up on 170 and Webster mm-hmm. in the Jacks. I don't know what that's at, but projects, yeah. Butler okay. houses, like um and uh, yeah. Every I mean, growing up, or you right. gonna listen to rap? You gonna listen to all that shit? Right, exactly. But um, my older sister, she was into like. Um, that kind of stuff Like the rock And all that shit mm-hmm. And you know You always want to look up To your older siblings And mm-hmm. shit So when I heard it It was something so different I was like I've never heard this shit before What What is this You know it's crazy And I remember I think it was like A Marilyn Manson song Something like that mm. But from there I took a liking to it So middle school And high school Was just all that I was still You know I was that I was that weird kid That was still cool With everybody No matter yeah. what table You were sitting at I was with I was with Like everybody Who was outside everybody, I was with the rock kids I was with the like the nerdy kids I was with the popular kids like I was everywhere I was accepted everywhere so yeah. and I just I just fucked with all genres you know mm-hmm. and so I don't know I was always open minded always looked into it and going back to the, the question you asked like what separates me from everybody I got 10 years in it mm. I got 10 years in different genres I've been on tour I've done all this shit like I know what mm-hmm. it takes I know it takes money to make money you know sure I'm does. not I'm not cheaping out on anything like mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm doing things properly because I know where I want to be one day. No matter right. what, I know I'm gonna end up in music. But yeah, we got to work for it. Now, did the guard tell you about the collection plate that we take? <laughs> nah, nah, no. <laughs> no. I'm dead. You, <laughs> bugging. What would you say? We get rid to, of him. Uh, <laughs> stop it. What would you say though? Because you you speak a lot about investing in yourself yeah. and yeah. taking taking yourself seriously, and that's yeah. you know what we see these days on Instagram, social media is that kind of like instantaneous. Yes. Somebody heard my shit. It's lit. Let's yeah. go. And so, but you have this perspective of having ten years in and out. So, what do you? What would you say to somebody who's trying to take themselves seriously and mm-hmm. trying to be in the position that you're in? Separate yourself mm-hmm. and and stay true to yourself. I know it sounds corny. I know a lot of people say that, but when I mean separate yourself, it's like if you live in New York or anywhere, the first thing you have to remember, first thing, first thing, no matter what you do, every every fucking morning, and I say this shit to myself. They know it. My whole team knows mm-hmm. it. There's some kid. In Wisconsin There's some kid in Idaho There's some kid in Salt Lake City There's some kid who got 
nothing like New York, and they're working three times as hard as mm-hmm. you. Yeah. In your mom's in their mom's basement. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck are you doing? You you this this is the life you want to live. Why are you wasting time? What are you doing? There's right. some kid that's working three times as hard as you, and you're slacking. You rather be playing games or like you know like or or be in in wrong types of mindsets. So. Yeah. First thing I I would the first piece of advice is just separate yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much competition. Everybody's a DJ, everybody's a photographer, everybody's a rapper. What makes you different? Mm-hmm. What like what is going to separate you from next next year you playing Rolling Loud? Yeah. That could happen. Yeah. Right. That you we've seen everybody a year, blow up. A year could make a huge difference yeah. in your career. Yeah. yeah. So my thing is definitely separate yourself and then take yourself take yourself seriously like whether it's a different career path, whether you want to be doctor, lawyer, takes time. You got to invest in yourself. Whether it's school, you got to take out loans, whatever it is, you have to buy invest. books, everything like that. You got to yeah. invest. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to be a piano player, what you got to buy? Piano. Mm-hmm. Maybe take lessons. Maybe do like you always have to invest in yourself. It may not be going buy software, buy a microphone, buy a laptop. Like but investing time too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, time is more pressure. Yo, we can make money any day. Man, like we can make we could that shit comes and goes, but time, you can't get that back. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, so you're you're managed by by Jess over here. Yes, shout uh, out Jess. And yet a second artist she's she's brought through here. Yeah. Um. So talk about a little bit how like you guys like started working together. For and, sure. Well, I'm I'm sure like in the background that you have, a lot of people have come at you and said, "Yo, oh, I yeah. can do this and that oh, for your career." <laughs> so, what was it about about Jess that made you say, "You know what? She's legit. Let me work with her." Yeah, for sure. Shout out Jess. Matter of fact, <laughs> she's running the IG live right now. But um, yeah, no. So I met Jess January 2018, like mm-hmm. year and a half ago. Um, and uh, we, you know, we we always speak about music. I know she was going to school for business management. Um, and we like our heads always lined up like it was always yeah. you know we were always um, on the same level and yeah I've had different opportunities I got flown out to Miami like like the whole nine they, people were trying to you know sell it and um, I, I think with Jess it was like we knew exactly where we want to go and we know it takes time to to you know invest and, and do it yourself right and with her it was like um, she heard Everything like she saw this come into fruition. I didn't have no music out. I didn't have nothing recorded. I told her like, "Yo, mm. this is what I'm gonna do. This is where I'm gonna be next year. This is what yeah. I'm gonna be in two years." She believed in it like mm. from the jump, mm-hmm. and she always wanted to do management, but she didn't feel like she was ready yet. Yeah, you know. And this it was a talk, I guess. Like I've known her for a year and a half, but it was really a talk for like six months, and it was like an ongoing conversation, like yes and no, and yes and no, and like a whole bunch of different variables. Um, but here we are. Like, I really, I really believe. You know, we're gonna take it there. I, I, so, so how how familiar are you with uh, Kid Wolf? The, the yeah, yeah. No, that's still, the homie. That's the yeah, homie. You, yeah. You party with him before? Nah, not no, yet. Well, not yet. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> what happened then? I think I could keep up. I don't know. Well, Shout out to Kid Wolf too. I had work the next day. So, oh, man. oh, that's where you messed up. Well, that's, see, that's not Kid Wolf. This, well, in this line, I mean, I had to be here like at eight in the morning. Oh, so, you know, in this in this line of work, sometimes you you gotta go out at night and, yeah, and meet for, people, for sure. and uh, it just wasn't a good idea. You didn't stay up. Stay up. <laughs> I came straight here. Oh shit! Damn. <laughs> oh man. But um, that that's dope. So, you you talk about like you've had all these experiences like already before you started. Like, so so 
Like, at what point did you decide that you were going to be um, Hi- Heiko? Right? Yeah, Heiko. Yeah. So, at what point did you decide, uh, I'm not going to do this this rock music anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be Heiko. I'm going to rap. And, like, what what made you decide to do that? And, and, at, and, like, at what point did you decide to do that? Yeah, so the, so the name Heiko, um, I came up with it my senior year of high school. Because mm-hmm. I was just, like, I wanted a name. I didn't want to be a Lil. I didn't want to be a How Young. How old are you, by the way? I'm 24 now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she scoping you scoping. <laughs> no, I'm just, this man speaks very well. Thank you. I appreciate so I, that. You know, I appreciate so that. You also got a great head on your shoulder. Oh, because because it's you, big connect. You. That's why. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How loud was that? Oh my god. Nah, nah. So <laughs> yeah, I, I did it like um, senior year of high school, and I just thought of it. I can't remember how, but you know, I, I knew it was catchy. I knew it was quick, right. and now everybody calls me it. And um, from there, it was just like. I remember being a whip. I, I I was in a I was in a car with a bunch of my friends. I remember the setting. It was so crazy. We was on the highway, um, in Queens, I think. And then this EDM song came on, and I think it was like Cannonball or some shit, some shit that was hot in like 2012, 2013. And I heard it. Same exact situation with the rock. I was like, yo. What is this? And I was mad ignorant, right? I was like, what is this techno? Because there's mad genres, yeah. right? There's a bunch of different genres in, in EDM. I'm like, well, what is this techno? This shit is hard. Blah, blah. So my friend puts me on. And then my other friend, shout out Bojack. Yo, Bojack, dope ass DJ. He's a producer. He's doing a bunch of work. Um, He gave me my first board, $50 board. It was a piece of shit. Like, and he taught me the ropes. And from there, that's, that's where we took it. Yeah, fa- yo, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. shot I shot him out all the time, bro. Like, not not too much. This is my yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, you know for sure. You right, you right. That's, a, that's enough, actually. <laughs> no, no, we should shot him out too much. Nah, he really that's he pushed enough. me. He pushed me for sure. <laughs> and I mean, he saw that. I believe and like you know, whenever I put on my own shows and stuff, like I'll put him on a bill or I'll come out to him. Like I'll yeah. go to his shows and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, the name came like 2012, 2013. Yeah. So, yeah. so. How would you say, like, how important are, like, these relationships you have? Because, you know, you've been in it, you've been doing this, like you said, for 10 years, which is crazy. And, you know, you have a lot of access because, like you said, you were at a point in in your life where you were touring. You you had all of this exposure. um, And now you're really building yourself up from the ground. So how, how, how important do you think these relationships that you've developed over the past few years have been able to keep you grounded and help you push yourself forward? For sure. It's so important. Even burn bridges that like I try not to burn bridges. Mm-hmm. I really try hard mm-hmm. um, because I know you never know where that person gonna be next year, Facts. next month, tomorrow. Shit moves. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even people that don't fuck with me, I'm not gonna mention names, right? But even people that don't fuck no, with me, nobody's listening. It's still love. It's who still love. Who doesn't fuck with Heiko? Facts. <laughs> facts. Big facts. They're not. Nobody's listening. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, nah. So um, yeah, it's still love. It's yeah. always love. It's always going to be love. Um, and, you know, that's one thing that I would say, too. Like, even if none of this works out, right? Mm-hmm. Even if nothing works out, there's nobody can tell me that I wasn't helpful or supportive or try to put you on. If you was a photographer and you wanted to do some shit, mm-hmm. yo, come to the show or come to the show. If you were a rapper, you have friends you wanted to come out. I'll put you I'll put you early. You might open the show, but mm-hmm. I'll put you on the show. Yeah. Might not be the main one. It might be some side shit. It might be. You know, a night joint, 2 a.m. shit, but I, I put you on. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or if I can't do anything for you, I might have somebody in my network that does. Mm-hmm. But all these relationships are so important. Facts. Even like, even with you guys, like, yo, y'all might be high 97 one day. Like, who knows? And I'm going to be like, 
Yo, first, of all, first of all, take that word might out of you. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. That, y'all going to be and, on and it, it's, it's crazy okay. that you said that because that's what I tell everyone. Like, that's where I'm going to be working. Yo, yes. I'm going to be there. Exactly. Yes. That's fire. And like, like time we put some black people back in that That's a fact. That's a fact. But, uh, yo, not. I still have people who um, work at Live Nation. Mm-hmm. Only for like the hardcore shit mm-hmm. for the rock scene. Yeah, it's still a great connect. Absolutely, it's still such a dope connect. I got promoters, talent buyers, like they're all in different scenes. Yeah, you know, and they might we might not interact the same or or have the tools to help each other. Mm-hmm. Still great to have that network though. Right, As favors favors go a long way. Mm-hmm. So as someone who like you had so much experience like in the rock scene, right? Yeah, what like why is it that you decide I'm gonna go a completely different lane? Why not just continue with that? Because you've had some success and so much experience with it already. Yeah. Um, I think it was experience and then um a matter of fact, yeah, just experience. And mm-hmm. and I'll elaborate on that. Um with the time that I had that I, when I was in a band, mm-hmm. um, it was dope, it was amazing. I learned a lot about the music and about myself, but um lack of experience in terms of like age, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was little i was a baby running around you know but yeah. i thought i was way older i thought of course you know, we, we all thought we was yeah, grown yeah, at, at yeah. 15 16 yep. so some shit happened and exactly like, oh, shit. right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so lack of experience in that and then also lack of experience I, I felt now being in two different whole completely scenes yeah lack of just experience in, in life in general like i didn't know the way things move so and then when i went to the electronic industry completely different now yeah. i'm in rap shit completely different like and and along with all this, the way scenes work, it's like the way that the music is too. Shit, it's gonna be a new trend tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to keep up with that, but stay true to yourself as well. Facts. So, you, oh, you got a question? I do. Just oh, want to, um, yeah, because just back to, you know, the sacrifice and the mindset is always what I'm curious about because. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to, you're 24 years old. So yeah. this is like, you know, prime time, you know, yeah. Bronx nigga, like, you right. know, turn up facts. central. That's you facts. already had the success. You had the money. You had all of that. So how do you stay actually grounded, especially because you've tasted that before? Yeah. And we know um, how Bronx niggas get. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple Bronx niggas owe me some money. Oh, yeah, shit. Right. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Not playing. But, um, you know, how do you, first of all, yeah, how do you stay, how do you stay grounded? You mentioned earlier, yeah. you know, yes, you see other people no matter where they are, if they're in Wisconsin, Idaho, or whatever, yeah, they're yeah. working hard. Yep. And so you have that mentality, but, but the how, like, how do you actually get there? Yeah. And then what have you had to sacrifice? What relationships have you For had sure. to sacrifice in order yeah. to get to where you are? Oh my God. I've, uh, there's so many friends like that don't fuck with me anymore, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm fake. Or like I'm busy, or mm-hmm. you know what it is. Like, I'll and be so, your, I'll be your friend, Hanko. Yeah, see, thank you. appreciate you, bro. He's a Scorpio. Don't yeah. trust him. Oh, you can't just get. Him. Oh no! 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 Wow! Do we have any other Scorpios in here? Wow! Okay, no, no, no. Nobody. Well, now, now I can go in. All these people in the room. Not one of y'all is a nope. Scorpio. That's a dick. Ooh, thank go God. ahead. With the, go ahead with but, the question. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I had to deal with. One is that I still constantly work on today mm-hmm. um, is chasing that high. When you perform in front of thousands of people and you got to go to work the next day, you're going to kill yourself. That's like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's trash. It's really trash. And, you know, those were like bigger crowds. Now in like going with the with the rap that I'm doing now, like mm-hmm. with this with this current genre and like what I'm working on now, we started small. We started our first party August 2017. I rented out The Point in Hunts Point in the Bronx. 60 people 
we sell them beers out the cooler. Like, real yeah. DIY. Wow. Um, November 2017, 80 people. Same exact venue. Mm-hmm. May 2018, 100 people. Same venue. Right. Mm-hmm. August 2017, or sorry, August 2018, we moved to Brooklyn Bazaar. 147 tickets sold. Dang. Brooklyn Bazaar is huge, bro. Yeah, mind you. Matter of fact, Brooklyn artists. We brought Bronx, Bronx kids brought out 147 kids on a Thursday. Ooh. Some of y'all can't bring out 10 kids on a Friday. So Dang. I don't want to throw shade. I'm just saying. Um, nah, you can talk your shit. That's a long ass six train. Talk your shit, man. We bring the hundred. Nah, nah. Um, that's a long ass six train ride. That is a ride. <laughs> that's, that's a six train a with the. I used to see a girl on the last stop on the six. Oh Ooh. wow, you trying to come for my? You were feening. Nah, I'm not just. I was feening, right? But yeah, and so took me two hours to get to a crib. God damn it! Before I had to whip. And the next um, the latest show we just did, Mercury Lounge. <laughs> Mercury Lounge, January 30th, just like five months ago. Okay, yeah. 221 Ooh. tickets sold on a Wednesday. Damn. So it's like, we're, yeah, you know, uh, we're grinding. Like, we're yeah. we making it work. It's not fake. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You will see the people. We put the videos up. Like, yeah. So, and. Yeah, um, we've, we've, uh, cause, cause we, we do the, the show on Tuesdays where we promote, like, uh, you mentioned, like, some spots that we promote for, uh, Mercury yeah. Lounge, Brooklyn Bazaar. Yeah, yeah. So, I've seen your name like come across. Oh, that's the, crazy. Yeah, I've seen your what? name come across the the, the, the ticker a few times. Yeah, no, seriously. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy though. That's wild. But um. Yeah. Oh, and just my fault. Just to answer that question, staying yeah. grounded, mm-hmm. full time job. Don't not be afraid to work. Everybody mm-hmm. like it no, costs, it costs not, money, yeah. make money. I still Thank got a full time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally yeah, yeah, yeah. came from my full time job, um, to make it here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So like, that funds it. When it comes to that point where I don't need a full time job, then I'm not gonna have a full time job. Yeah. But like. There's bills to pay You mm-hmm. know what I mean Like make it you work You don't ever look at your manager Like man uh, I, I sold out Brooklyn Bazaar last night <laughs> Get the fuck out my face Nah nah Cause we both did <laughs> One day yo One day she gonna have an assistant and Who I'm the fuck coming to, to see you Like Dang. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So No that's That's the up Cause that That value and that hard work yeah. Like yeah. like you said It's an investment And you need that cash flow From Fact. somewhere Absolutely. You know I was curious As to where Where you're oh, yeah. getting that And I mean, how you're able to Support yourself But that's what's yeah. up Because I think that's yeah. what A lot of people need to hear You know everybody like I said It's that culture of Ooh I just see people Just pop Facts. But yeah. it don't It don't happen like oh that And God. I respect yeah. I respect the grassroots way That you're doing everything 100%. Building real fans Because there's There's some people You'll see on Instagram That have like 50,000 followers But they got like 100 likes And no okay, comments And no one shows up To their shows Stop capping So Like if hey, 50,000 followers ain't nothing but 39.99 from one of those right, exactly. one of those bots that slide in your DMs like it's, hey your pa- your page looks great that's you just need some more engagement <laughs> huh yes give me 50 bucks and I'll yeah, yeah get yeah. the fuck out of DM here DM me bro yeah, yeah. Work. come on stop it oh yeah. man so. I got caught four times and that's it okay oh, shit, damn. <laughs> no it's okay it's, just, it's only $300 it's I'm dead. Oh my I goodness! Ah, uh, let me stop. Anyway, um, what's next for you? So you said where you wanted to be in a year. Yeah. And do you feel like you accomplished what you wanted to, what you set out to 100%. accomplish? So tell me what you, uh, tell me a list of your favorite things or like the things that are most memorable for you yeah. that you accomplished in since the year that you had made that declaration. For sure. Um, so I officially started changed genres January 2018 like literally mm-hmm. from the jump, maybe January February. Right. So so you only just a little over a year into this literally now. yeah mm-hmm. like. Officially you, like you, rapping I've never written before get, None of that That's crazy. And, you, and you, you got some good uh, Results so far man Yeah Yeah Yeah. Trying But yeah nah So 
you know, I set out that I wanted to build a scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, you know, do the. I'm not doing no showcases unless it's a big opportunity. Right. Or there's a or there's like a big a, a check that's worth it. Yeah. I'm not doing I got no my showcases. Issues with showcases yeah, I'm not yeah. doing that. You know, <laughs> I got, I got my issues to, with showcases. You know, yeah. Major stage and and all of them, but like I'm not rocking with y'all. Fuck them. Yeah. If I got I'll the money, yeah. I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I'm not gonna say that. I'm, I'm not bending that bridge. Shout out to Major Shea. Well, I'm like, not a performer, right. so. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, be trying to fuck right. us all. I, I'm not. I have it's, no talent, you know so I don't need to, you know, it's, be friends with these people. It's sad when I'm not gonna say a name, but it's sad when you you work with a bunch of different artists. Your team is a bunch of different artists, and y'all get in the same copy and paste email Ooh, from from yeah. record. Come on, like. Yeah. It's, it's, I will never work with you yeah. I'm never gonna work with you And before I run anything I run it through my team Cause if mm-hmm. y'all getting The same emails I'm not I'm, You're not even gonna get a reply Yeah but Literally like, you guys Could read it word for word And the only mm-hmm. thing That's changed is your name Your name That's it I like your sound Oh I was on your sound Get out. No you mm-hmm. wasn't <laughs> No you wasn't But no, You um, saw I had You saw I had a few thousand plays Right and yeah, so, yeah And you was copy paste Yeah there you go Yeah mm-hmm. No but for Any artist listening whether you're a rapper, singer, a musician, whatever it is, do it grassroots. Like mm. bring your friends first and then build up from there because that part. That's that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. Like everybody sees the, you know, it's the instant gratification. Like you want to be up, you know, but it, it takes time. So um yeah, starting from January, we started out. I knew that I wanted to book my own shows, do my own scene, like build mm-hmm. that scene, and I did. And so now, you know, we're getting offers from different venues, like yeah. yes. oh, come play here we'll split 70 30 the door you can run it like do all that and mm. so we're being you know careful with with a lot of different decisions yeah i'm getting offers to like open up for specific people for like and i can't even like talk mm. about it yet because it's not even in the works but like we'll it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. but like mm-hmm. a year ago i planned out that i wanted to put a project out i wanted to get everybody on board i wanted to rebrand before it was um it was vulgar like my overall umbrella mm-hmm. you see how rocky got asap mob mm-hmm. yeah got odd future like all that yeah Mine pro era all those guys pro yeah. Era, yeah now it's villains only because mm-hmm. vulgar wasn't as marketable as i wanted it to be villains only um describes like the brand that i want to do yeah. where i want to take it like and a message so yeah um that's a branding that i have out i built a solid team i have young Wepa, like my photographer she dope amazing photographer like she does crazy work shout out to her if y'all need her um i got rodney outside who's my dj and he also produces a couple tracks i got Mm -hmm. sardi who's the engineer dan mellis who masters everything i got keem out in atlanta um who does he did the creeping beat a whole bunch of different beats like yeah and he's dope amazing like i got andre in milan in italy Mm -hmm. never met him in real life and he does all my graphic designs international over here yeah he's amazing he's amazing like (laughs) I built a team around me because yeah. it's just like everybody gets paid. I believe everybody mm-hmm. should be paid, but um, you got to establish relationships because again, we not we not rich out here. Like we no. trying to get there, right? Mm-hmm. But exactly. you got to build again. It's building bridges, building those relationships. Yeah. yeah. And um, and again, going back to your point, like just staying grounded. Yeah. Got to. All right. So um, you got you got the music. You got the project that was released last year. So yeah. yeah. So what's what can we look out for like what's in next? the coming months? Yeah. Like hey, summertime is the time. Like. Where artists try to drop a drop at least a single or a project. So so what can we expect from Heiko from Heiko? Heiko yeah, yeah. Sorry, from no, Heiko for the for the next couple months. Yeah. Um not announce a feature. Feature. So 
Uh, I'm he putting he out. officially, he got yeah, checked yeah. with his management. And so, you know what I'm saying? Facts. This, this is Ben official. Talks. Ben it's Talks exclusive okay. right now. Official exclusive announcement. There you yes. go. Um, for real, I've never posted about this. Nobody know about this there except my, my team. I like, get exclusives, people. That's it. Ben Talks exclusive. There Radio Free Brooklyn. There you go. Um, I'm putting out a song June 21st. Okay. It's called Pink Stain featuring Nestle. Ooh, Nestle's okay. a big up and coming artist in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He just he he recently a lot of people started knowing about him because he did this like fake arm transplant with the auto tune. I don't know if y'all saw that. Nah. Yeah, he went <laughs> Wait, he went what? viral like crazy. <laughs> oh my god! But he's a big big artist. He had yeah. collabs with like Lil Yachty, a couple oh, nice, people from nice. ASAP, yeah. Mob, like um bunch of different people. He just put out a song. It's called Freezing Cold, I think. With um, damn, I can't even remember Kelly and uh, and somebody else, but. He's dope. He's coming up. He's about to pro- drop his project June fifth. Yeah. Um. So I'm putting mine out June twenty first. Couple couple weeks after. Um. But yeah, we putting out singles. I'm putting out. I think like four or five. Um. Until January twenty twenty, we got visuals coming out. So it's just gonna be single time. Mm-hmm. Put a bunch of um. You know, marketing behind it. A bunch of ads like. Uh, we're gearing up for for touring. Yeah, we got a lot of different connects in different places. Mm-hmm. Over the last few months, I've played in all over upstate New York. I played in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I played. Shout out like, to Cambridge. Yeah, it's shout cold. out to Mass. It's cold, as, show it's cold as shit upstate. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's cold. Um, played all <laughs> over the city. Um, but you know, we're gearing up for down south. We're gearing up for Atlanta soon. Um, we doing Ohio soon. Okay. Like everywhere, we're gonna be in LA too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for the next few months, we're doing music videos, singles. I got that song coming out June 21st with Nestle. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. that's it, really. Next project coming soon right now. Have but you started I, working on it? You started oh, yeah, for doing sure. a couple like sessions yeah. about for it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right now it's just like investment time yeah. and mm-hmm. having like the world to hear it. Yeah. We're putting in, literally, I'm not afraid to say, like hundreds and thousands into mm-hmm. marketing. Yep. Yeah. Everybody going to know like who Heiko is soon. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to hear it. Everybody's going to see it. You know, we're we're coming out here again. I appreciate you guys, like the of interview. Course, man. Appreciate of course. you. So we, you know, we doing it. But yeah, just mm-hmm. singles, music videos, and uh, touring. All right, well, don't that, forget yeah. that there's a collection for that. <laughs> Talk about putting dollars in the marketing. You know, I'm going uh, to wait for, you know, when he, when he makes it, he's like, oh, like, yeah, you know, Addy, oh, she was a dope interviewer. Let's facts. bring her here yeah, on this that's, carpet. That's <laughs> Y'all going to be, oh, yeah. I'll put on my good dress. Uh, <laughs> um, I forgot to completely say this, but um, if you guys are free, more than welcome to come through. Uh, Thursday, June 6th. Got a show at Young and Grumpy. It's actually a five-minute walk from here. Oh, dope. Well, there you right. go. Yeah. I got no so, excuse to not be there. Yeah, Let's yeah. Young and Grumpy, June 6th. It's a Thursday. It uh, starts at 8. It's 13 bucks to come in. Uh, so you could get them online. Um, link is in my bio. So y'all could come through. All right. Uh, yeah. We got like a few seconds. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, just tell everyone your handles real quick. For sure. Instagram and Twitter is at Heiko underscore VO. And then Twitter and SoundCloud is just Heiko VO. Um, but yeah, that's it. And it's spelled H-A-I-K-O underscore VO. That's right. Well, we want to thank Heiko for coming through to uh, to Ben Talks today. Yes, Yo, it's yes. been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate you, bro. Yo, thank I'll you. catch you all tomorrow. I'm going to be doing Brooklyn Bandstand. So, uh, But do not go anywhere here now. Rachel C is up next. It's the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. Addy, the crown Eddie the crown <laughs> that's what you want to be called that's what, I'm, that's what I'm right now oh right um, but again thanks Heiko for coming yeah, through thank you guys catch you guys tomorrow Appreciate Brooklyn you. Bandstand everyone enjoy your weekend stay safe okay peace out alright see you.